Clearly, I have a lot of opinions about this. Hello and welcome to Improper Fantasy Football. My name is Mark, and we're finally wrapping up our divisional close-ups. Today, we're looking at the NFC West. But before I dive into things, I want to take a bit to thank you all for listening along and bringing us into your homes, cars, headphones, or however you listen. Biz and I put a lot of time and effort to make these podcasts happen, and we do it because we love it. But we also do it because we know that there are people out there who enjoy it. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe or follow along on whatever podcast platform you use. And if you know of anyone who may also enjoy our content, please share a recent episode with them. We'd, we'd really appreciate it. So now, let's take a look at our final division, the NFC West. And we're going to start with uh, the, probably the biggest waste of space that we've got in this league right now, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals in the past have had some really, really exciting players. Kyler Murray when he's been healthy. Nuke when he was on the team. Fantastic player. He had David Johnson that was on this team running up and down. But this team's season was determined last year when Kyler Murray had his ACL tear. And they just started nose bombing the whole time. They, they still haven't activated Kyler Murray uh, to the team. And there's a, there's a good chance he's not going to get activated this season at all. They went ahead and released quarterback Colt McCoy. So the two quarterbacks that are currently on this roster uh, were not on this team uh, a few weeks ago or are rookies this year. So right now the starting quarterback for this team is Josh Dobbs, who was traded from the Cleveland Browns just less than a week ago at this point uh, with a backup quarterback being Clayton Toon. Now, since this episode is being recorded on Wednesday, August 30th, and it may be a couple of days before it gets published. Things could change. Maybe they switch things around. Uh, but at this point, it doesn't sound like we're going to be getting uh, Kyler Murray anytime soon. Uh, and because of that, draft the wide receivers at your own risk. Uh, you have Marquise Brown, who's a bona fide wide receiver, number one. Rondale Moore, who's, you know, he's very good in his own right. Uh, Zach Pascal, Greg Dortch looked good a couple of times last year, but all of these guys are just like, what is Josh Dobbs going to give you right now? And, you know, this is this is going to be his first legit shot since, like, you know, backing up for the Steelers a couple of times where he's going to have a legit chance to be able to show he could be a starter, but there's a reason he was a backup for so long. It doesn't look good. Now, they have a reliable tight end in Zach Ertz, and last year they drafted Trey McBride, so... Maybe the tight ends can do something well for you. Uh, I'm probably not drafting them with any enthusiasm. Now, running backs, you know, on a bad team, maybe the running backs can do well. You got James Conner. He's been he's been doing it for a while. A couple years ago, he had 18 touchdowns, so maybe he's the guy that can get it done. Uh, they do have a new right tackle in Paris Johnson Jr., who's drafted to be their left tackle of the future, so maybe eventually he replaces DJ Humphreys. Probably not this year, but... No, I'm just looking at this offense as a whole, and it just doesn't give me any excitement. So that continues actually over on on the defense as well. Like, this defense has some potential. I mean, you've got B.J. Ojolari, who's, uh, who was a guy I was really high on going into the draft last year. they got L.J. Collier. He's one of their starting defensive ends. So, hey, you can take our, our Seahawks guys that were busts. Buda Baker is still going to be one of the very very best safeties in this league. Don't think that you're just going to be able to throw deep on this on this defense. Don't think you're just going to be able to throw deep on this defense and you're just going to be able to make things happen. 
if you're in an independently drafted defensive player league, Buda Baker, safeties on bad teams that give up a lot of points or have a lot of plays for a lot of tackles, Buda Baker is going to be a premier safety this season because the team's going to be bad and he's going to be great and he's going to make a lot of tackles. So uh, other than that, that's really all I got for you. There's uh, They got Matt Prater as their kicker. Um, so maybe they're going to get a lot of field goals, but usually kickers on bad teams don't tend to do incredibly well. So draft anybody on this team with hesitation and reservation. Maybe you draft James Conner, I don't know, in the fourth or fifth round. Uh, and if you take him as your first running back because you've got, you take Justin Jefferson in the first round, maybe take Pat Mahomes in the second round and maybe uh mark andrews is there in the third round and you're like oh let me grab a running back in round four. First off you're doing it wrong if you're taking your first running back in round four but second of all that's just a very sad situation if your top running back is going to end up being james connor moving along to the previous uh defending super bowl champions the los angeles rams last year they had a forgettable season a super bowl hangover the rare super bowl hangover for defending champions uh but this team just got ravaged by injuries last year and this team has been ravaged by the contract situations for a lot of players uh they no longer have jalen ramsey um they still don't really have a, f a really reliable left tackle on this team they still have joe Notebloom, so you know what? We pray for Matt Stafford, but he's got a uh, championship pedigree, uh, Stetson Bennett behind him. So, you know, you got two Georgia Bulldog quarterbacks on this team. That's something to be able to look at. I'm not confident in drafting Matt Stafford because last year he had the issue with the elbow. And even in the year that they won the Super Bowl, he had issues with injuries and with his elbow as well that year. So I don't know what the long-term prognosis is going to be as Matt Stafford in this league. Um, he's one of the quarterbacks I've always liked. Sucks that he's on the Rams for me, but, you know, I can't help but root for him. I don't think I'm drafting him with any intention this year. Uh, if I'm in a situation where he's there in round 15 and I think, hey, I need a backup quarterback and he's the best available, I'm probably just going to go into the regular season without a backup quarterback, quite frankly. Uh, running backs are Cam Akers, uh, Kyron Williams. They have rookie Zach Evans. I'm not excited about this running back core. I've never been excited about Cam Akers. He's always proven to be a disappointment for me. Uh, but he's also had some injury issues as well. And maybe this is the year he finally gets things going. But, like, this is his fourth season in the league. And you, normally, uh, fourth season is not the year for running back to pop. Um, it's entirely possible that this team is is taking its licks. There were, there were thoughts that uh, head coach Sean McVay may be uh, bolting because of the way that the cap structure is set up with this team. But maybe this team is just preparing, hey, we're going to have a lot of guys leave after this year and we're going to rebuild with next year's free agency. Wide receiver is Cooper Cup. I've seen him go as high as two in some leagues uh, because if he's healthy, he's still one of the best all-around weapons in the league. He's really, really exciting to have. And even if Matt Stafford isn't throwing at 100%, he sees Cooper Cup and nobody else on the field. So you can know that Cooper Cup is going to get some volume as long as he and Matt Stafford are both healthy. Van Jefferson, he's a good late-round pick. Ben Skoranek, he's, he's not nothing exciting about. But if, if you're looking for anybody on this team to be excited about, it's without a doubt Cooper Cup. And he's not going to be there after the middle of the first round. Actually, that's a lie. I saw Cooper Cup go in the middle of the second round in one of the leagues I drafted, and everybody was kind of dumbfounded, but ultimately people were just scared about the injury situation for the Rams. Uh, I think Cooper Cup's the only player on this team that you don't really have to be concerned about. He's he's going to be fine. 
That statement was made before we heard that Cooper Cup was going to seek a specialist for hamstring injuries. Uh, I'm personally avoiding Cooper Cup in my drafts right now. Defensively, this team has got one player and one player only that I'm really, really excited about, and that's Aaron Donald. Outside of that, this team has just got a lot of pieces that you like. Uh, I, I, I just don't see a lot of things. Now, it's got a lot of youth on this team. There, a lot of starters on this team are from the 2021 draft, 2022 draft. And you've got a lot of rookies. I think this team ended up drafting like 13 players, and it looks like a lot of them are going to end up making the team. So let's see how this team develops as the year goes on. You're going to have a lot of players that you've never heard of make plays for this team as they're establishing who this team is supposed to be. Oh, by the way, looks like the Rams went ahead and made a uh, a deal for Brett Maher earlier today. So, hey, if, if if the Rams needed somebody to go out and miss four extra points in a playoff game, they've, they've really got their guy going for them. Uh, is, is I'm sure nobody can uh, misconstrue that. I'm not picking the Rams defense or the uh, or Brett Maher as guys that you should be drafting with any intention this year. Uh, it's, it's just a little disappointed. Moving on to the San Francisco 49ers, a team that's not particularly disappointing. This team was on a tear and potentially on a, a, a pace to be able to make it to the Super Bowl uh, when Brock Purdy slammed his helmet against an Eagles helmet and decided that, oh, my, my elbow doesn't work anymore. Now, eight months later, he came back into camp and he looked good. And by, by all accounts, this, this team looked at everything that Brock Purdy did in the preseason and said, hey, yeah, he's ready to go. Uh, for an injury that could have been Tommy John and could have been something that takes him out the entire year, he he came back uh, in eight months and he's ready to make everything happen. Now the good news is is this this offense that Kyle Shanahan has put together doesn't really need the quarterback to do anything really dynamic. And Brock Purdy makes a lot of plays happen with his legs. Not to say he's a scrambling quarterback, but he looks downfield and he can escape pressure pretty easily. That's going to make the dynamic offensive players on this team stand out a lot more. Guys like Christian McCaffrey, you can extend plays longer so that McCaffrey gets a little bit more out on those swing passes. Uh, Debo Samuel, who who lives in the slot sometimes, looks like Jawan Jennings now the slot receiver right now, but Debo Samuel's going to be that scat back and uh, make plays happen type of guys. Those guys both should have some elevated play with them this year. And here's an interesting thing. Christian McCaffrey, he's going as running back one right now. I'm seeing him go. In some leagues, he's pick number one if people decide that Jay Jettis is not the guy to go. I'm seeing him more commonly be pick number three ahead of Austin Eckler. I'm also seeing Elijah Mitchell go in many cases in round seven or eight. Keep in mind, this team runs a lot. And because they run a lot, even though Christian McCaffrey is the main guy, there are plenty of carries for Elijah Mitchell. Christian McCaffrey, is, uh, he's going to get a lot of catches as well, and they like to keep him fresh. So Elijah Mitchell is still going to get some touches. If you are drafting Christian McCaffrey high, I don't usually recommend taking multiple running backs on the same team, but if you need a, a handcuff... If you're worried about the injury from a couple of seasons ago and you want a handcuff for Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell's probably the best handcuff you can have in the entire league. Going back to those wide receivers as well, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, those are really the only two guys you're focusing on drafting. And I've seen them fall further than I've seen them before. I think a lot of people are concerned uh, about the increased running load that they're expected to do this year and just the the lack of touches you're going to get in the air, uh, especially with Brock Purdy. He's still young and he's still recovering, so there's a good chance at the beginning part of the season it's going to have fewer opportunities for them. But So I'm seeing Debo go at the end of round three this year, which is probably about right, though. 
Uh, I might take him a little bit earlier if, if I'm looking at getting a wide receiver in round three. Normally, for me, round three is a big running back round unless uh, I, I get one of the big quarterbacks falling to me and I'm at the top of the draft. Very, very proud. You'll, you'll all be very proud of me. Uh, I had a uh, draft recently, a uh, live draft, a uh, real draft that I had, where uh, I had the 11th pick, ended up having uh, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts fall to me to my round three pick, number 11, and realized that, well, whoever's at number 12 is going to take one of them. I'll take the other one. And I just grabbed the wide receiver I wanted instead and ended up getting Josh Allen in the fourth round. So, you know, that's just me flexing on the all, you know. But... It is the season to have awesome draft stories. We'll see how that plays out. Anyway, moving back to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I, I like Debo Samuel a uh, late three. It seems like it's late, but it's probably fine this year. You're seeing a lot of quarterbacks go earlier than normal this year. So I guess when that happens, you have the wide receivers and the running backs just continue to fall more. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I honestly haven't seen him where he goes in any of these drafts. I'm, I'm honestly just... I've never been a big fan of Brandon Ayuk. Um, he, he's fine. Uh, I'm seeing him going round eight, actually, it looks like. But he, he's just not exciting. And everybody else on this team is, especially their tight end, George Kittle. Now, I've been hearing a couple of people say that, hey, hold off on drafting George Kittle as one of the top tight ends just because with as many weapons as they've gotten, they're going to be going more conservative running. You're going to be uh, seeing less opportunities for Kittle. And that might be true. But George Kittle also plays a phenomenal game uh, in blocking downfield. And when they make adjustments in the middle of the play, George Kittle is always the, the guy who can go ahead and make the safe catch. So, you know what? I, I think Kittle's still a, a, a top five tight end to take this defense. I was so sad at the beginning of free agency. The only thing I wanted was for the Seahawks to make a play for Javon Hargrave. So that we could have a defense that competes against the likes of the San Francisco 49ers, who have Nick Bosa, who still hasn't reported to camp, but apparently that's not a concern, but he still hasn't reported. Uh, they have uh, last year rookie Drake Jackson. They have Eric Armstead. They got Drake Greenlaw. They've got Fred Warner. No, nope, that wasn't good enough for them. They went out themselves and they got Javon Hargrave, arguably the second or third best defensive tackle in the league, depending on where you put him alongside. Uh, Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. Uh, I was so sad, and it makes me so sad. But if you're drafting a defense, this defense should be the type that you're that you want to go ahead and draft early. This is going to be a fantastic defense, especially if Nick Bosa reports and plays everything like everybody thinks he's going to. As of Wednesday, August thirtieth, he has not yet reported, but I I have a feeling he's going to. Uh, the secondary looks pretty good, too. Javarius Ward, Deshaun Gibson, and the most fun name to say in the entire league, Talanoa Hufanga, who had a great start to last year, earned himself a spot on the All-Pro and Pro Bowl team, but kind of, like, faded down the stretch. Uh, their kicker is rookie Jake Moody, it looks like. However, last I checked, as of the time of this recording, J uh, Jake Moody looks like he's still injured. Uh, they had both Jake Moody and Zane Gonzalez, who had injuries. And it, right now... Clearly, you don't want to draft either of them to your league because if they're not playing in week one, why do you have a kicker in your league? That's all I can say. Avoid the kicker for the time being uh, and keep an eye out to see whoever they get because if they get a halfway decent kicker playing for them, then he's probably going to be a good guy to keep out for. And of course, last out of all of these close-ups, but certainly not least, the pride of the Northwest, yours truly's favorite team, 
the Seattle Seahawks. Home of the current reigning and defending comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. Yeah, I, I can make an argument. You could probably want to take him as high as like round nine, eight. Let's go ahead and push him up to the top five rounds, you know. In all seriousness, uh, Geno Smith is going to be one of the quarterbacks that you target towards the end of the draft. He's he's going to be reliably good. He's not a, a mobile rushing quarterback. He can make some things happen with his legs, but he's not a scrambler. He's a pocket passer, and last year... He put on a comeback season for the ages, and I think we're going to see more of that. Uh, the thing that everybody was just so impressed with and what really won him over with the team is his leadership. Think about that. This time last year, even this time last year when we knew he was going to be the starter, that the thing that we know Geno Smith about is his leadership. So Geno Smith last year passed for 35 touchdowns, I think, which was good for third in the NFL. So he's going to be putting up passes and with a wide receiving core that you've got this year in DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, rookie, first-round pick, and undrafted free agent who made the team Jake Bobo out of UCLA, look, it's it's going to be a team that you're excited about. You're going to have a lot of these offensive players get drafted earlier in the draft, opposed to later in the draft. Uh, DK Metcalf, you're seeing him go as high as round two. Uh, middle of round two is usually where I'm seeing him go. Um, probably going to feel more comfortable taking decaf at the beginning of round three personally, but I'm seeing a lot of people getting really excited about him. Tyler Lockett, he's like a round seven, eight guy for most people. And Jackson Smith and Jigba, I'm actually seeing a lot of people taking him uh, around earlier than Tyler in some drafts, which is a little interesting to me. Now, as we mentioned on the podcast uh, recently, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba did have that uh, injury to his, uh, his hand. He had a broken bone. And he did have surgery to repair that. However, just less than a week after he had surgery, he was already out catching passes again. So I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. Temper your expectations a little bit for Smith and Jigba at the beginning of the year. He is a rookie. He is on a loaded team. There's going to be a lot of spreading the ball to figure out what this team is going to do. they got a really good offensive line that's been around for a while. So this is a team to be able to be excited about. Uh, their tight end room, you're probably not going to be excited to draft any of these guys as an individual a uh, great player for tight ends. Uh, it's really a tight end by committee, but the best one on this team is Noah Fant, and I'm seeing some people draft him in the last round of some of your uh, some of the drafts. Now, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker is is an exciting running back, but he had a little bit of injury issues at the beginning of preseason, and uh, he is going to be splitting the backfield now with rookie Zach Charbonnet, and that's pushed Kenneth Walker a little down. Uh, I would have expected him just a few months ago to probably be a round two running back. And now I'm seeing him last until the end of round three, maybe round four. With, uh, and keep an eye on Kenny McIntosh as well. He was a, He's a rookie out of uh, Georgia as well this year. He's not a bad running back. He's no scrub. Um, you may see him get some touches, um, especially with the luck that this team has with running backs getting injured. You may want to keep an eye out um, if any injuries happen for what Kenny McIntosh can do. Defense, on the other hand, uh, the defense is trying to take steps forward. Uh, they have uh, a couple of bright shining spots in this team, no shining spot brighter than the return of Bobby Wagner at the interior. Uh, last year, this team hemorrhaged rushing yards in the middle of the field, and hopefully the return of Bobby Wagner is going to help. Uh, he made Pro Bowl, and I think he was a second-team All-Pro last year, uh, even though he had lost a step in his speed. Um, regardless, uh, Bobby Wagner is one of the players in the league that you're going to be excited to see how he adjusts to being back on his team. He got a lot of youth on this team. Uh, Boye Mafe has been getting a lot of rave reviews. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, um, I, he hasn't really started playing yet in practice, but it looks like he's going to be the, the slotted nickel 
Uh, Kobe Bryant's going to be taking that spot if uh, if Devin Witherspoon isn't ready to go. Tariq Woolen, of course, the uh, the rookie standout from last year. Quandre Diggs, perennial pro bowler in the safety position. Jamal Adams is going to be interesting. Um, he, we're not sure if he's going to be ready for the start of the year, but they got Julian Love. Uchenna Nwosu is an edge rusher there. People are... We're really excited about him. We just extended him to be on this year, so we've got him plus Draymond Jones uh, locked up for a couple of years. So the future of the pressuring on this team is, has been locked up. Um, I'm probably not drafting my beloved Seahawks defense particularly high, honestly. Uh, it's It's got a step or two to get there before it can be draft considerable. If, if I'm in the last round of the draft and they haven't been taken and... I haven't taken my defense yet. I might take him because I'm a homer, but, you know. Uh, Jason Myers is one of the better Tier 2 kickers in the league. So if you don't get any of those high-volume or God-tier Justin Tucker uh, with your kicker drafts, you can probably wait to, towards the end of the draft and be comfortable taking Jason Myers. And with that, that's all 32 teams. I, I think I did a pretty good job. What do you guys think? Was I off my rocker on a lot of this? Have you been screaming at your phone, at your computer, at your car radio? Just me spouting off things that you just completely disagree about? I'd love to know what you think. And if you want to let me know what you think, you can reach out to us at Improper Fantasy on Twitter or X. Or you could just email us directly if you don't want that being out there into the public. Uh, our email address is improperfantasypodcast at gmail.com. That's going to do it for the divisional close-ups. Uh, thank you for spending your time with me probably be doing more of these short form episodes throughout the season as uh, more interesting stories or more interesting concepts come up but that's all i got for you today so uh see you next time